Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Fantasy Romance and Romantic Fantasy. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Mm. So delicious. Um, today is Monday, December 27th, the final week of 2021. The final countdown. Dorinda and I both being children of the 80s. We are of an age uh, on our final sprint. We often sing the final countdown, which I imagine you younger folks don't get, but it makes us laugh every time. Mm. So here I am back in my uh, nest, back in my usual spot. I'm seeing what this, I guess that's a uh, part of the cat tree that you're seeing over there. Still displaced. We'll keep up the decorations for a week. Continue to do festive holiday mugs for the rest of the week. Uh, and then I might clean it all up this weekend. We are um, very exciting. You guys have no idea how we party in this house, but we are scheduled to get our COVID booster shots on the afternoon of the 31st and pretty damn exciting, huh? Because we weren't planning to do anything for New Year's Eve anyway, and it's Friday night and all of our partying is done now. So we are going to get it done at uh, Pharmaca, which in Santa Fe is right next door to Trader Joe's. So we'll go get our boosters at Pharmaca, go over to Trader Joe's, get our snacks for New Year's Eve, and then go home and uh, be ready to recuperate over the weekend. And then I'm, if I'm spunky enough, I'll take down all the decks too. Um, wearing a few things today uh, that I got for Christmas. I figured it's incumbent on me to continue the earring plan 2021. If you're on video, you will see that I'm showing very cool earrings that I got from my stepsister Hope. They are copper. It's a copper circle with um, a bunch of sort of hammered danglies hanging down and they, they look great. They look really good with my hair and uh, love them. Love them. She also gave me a very cool little earring hanger to, I, I guess she bought the earring hanger first and then had to find earrings to put on it. But I thought these were a great choice. And then my mom gave me this beautiful heart pendant, cloisonne. Uh, so I thought, well, I'd wear that today too. She gave me another pendant, which I will try to remember to wear tomorrow. So, um, so yeah, uh, had a lovely holiday. Um, travel went smoothly. Uh, David was feeling a lot better, so he was able to participate in stuff. Um, when we got there on Wednesday afternoon, we were even feeling spunky and sprightly enough that we went up to the resort hotel. My folks live in a patio home on a big uh, resort. So they're like separate, they're actual homes, but they're on the golf course that originally belonged to the resort. Now belongs to the patio homes. You've been around for a while. I've talked about that. But um, it's a really pretty resort, you know, with a gorgeous pool area and they had fire pits. And we went up and we sat in the bar and there were beautiful lights. And I had a fancy Christmas cocktail and an excellent dinner. And that was all just really super fun and shiny. 
and other meals we cooked in. We had lobster tails for Christmas Eve. They were delicious. And um, I didn't do any work. I barely got any work done on Tuesday. I was um, in serious short timers disease, I guess. I was looking at my spreadsheet and it's like, okay, now we need to get busy. I was thinking about taking time off this week. I know some of you were saying, oh, I should. Uh, no, I shouldn't. <laughs> Not if I'm going to get gray magic finished. Oh, you know, I did a whole lot of stuff for uh, release of uh, Fire of the Frost on Tuesday, which came out on Wednesday. And um, it's been fantastic. Thank you all for the glorious support of the book. I appreciate you sharing and uh, purchasing. Um, we were at number one new bestseller for a number of days, which is pretty great. And um, it's it's been wonderful. The, the reception's been delightful. But I have been seeing people saying some, things like, uh, now I have to wait until February for the next installment in Jeffy's story. And it's like, yes. <laughs> so I cannot take this week off. Um, I'm feeling pretty rested. I'm feeling pretty good. Um, it's funny because you know how we have these jokes, these things like the final countdown. You have to make that face when you're singing it too. Um, you know, that stick with you all your life and you and you say them, you say these things and nobody knows what the heck you mean. So it's like, what is even the point except, I don't know, it, it entertains ourselves. Uh, you know, it's like me. What is art? Who am I? Although I have explained it, but still people don't get it. Um, and I said something over the weekend to, uh, <laughs> to my family, I think to my stepsister's family, I said something about, well, he's tanned, rested, and ready. And I ended up having to explain that one, which I believe goes back to, to Doomsbury, to Gary Trudeau's Doomsbury and a, a joke about Nixon. <laughs> tanned, rested, and ready. So... So yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm doing low key today. I'm also having to organize things. You you cannot see the chaos that is my office on the other side here. It's like leftover wrapping chaos and Christmas chaos. And I, the house cleaners come tomorrow, so I'm going to try to de-chaos a little bit for their sake. Um, also because I'm fully aware that if I have things out that they can get to, then they... Um, they put them places. I cannot find them. <laughs> it was funny because I had a, a little Christmas party. I think I mentioned it on last Sunday, a week ago Sunday. And some of the writer coffee people came over and I was saying something to uh, one of them, to Jim Sorensen, looking for, I was looking for something. And I said, I wonder where my house cleaners could have put it. And he kind of made this sound and he goes, oh, and I said, is that a thing for you too? And he says, yes, every time, every time. And I said, oh, like, like what? And he said, well, he says, I can't tell you more about it because his son was there. And uh, he said, um, because certain little ears have a tendency to repeat things at inopportune times. <laughs> it was like, oh yeah, you can't have him telling the house cleaners that you were complaining about them. So, 
and and it's really not a complaint it's just a thing that's like so so what I have is I have to replenish um, our local bookstore beastly books the fabulous indie with a whole bunch of paper copies of my self-published books wonderful of them to carry them and I talked to the manager twig um, like a month I don't know a few weeks before Christmas and he said no hurry but you know here's what he wanted and I mean it's a lot it's a lot of books you know he said he wanted four of each of these and six of each of these others and just to keep his inventory steady and so I pulled out all of the books that I already have and put them in a big Amazon box right and then figured out how many I did not have and I ordered more and so I'm waiting for they're supposed to arrive January 5th to 7th and you know and he had I said you want the ones I have now or you know bring them all in at once and he said just bring them all in at once so here I had them sitting here neatly in my Amazon box but then in the frenzy of Christmas shipping I ended up um, needing the box so all the books are stacked up now and if I leave them stacked on the floor longtime listeners what will happen that's right the cleaning ladies will put them on my bookshelves <laughs> which is very organized and wonderful of them and great in theory and disastrous in practice it's like no no don't shelve those books uh, I would put a note on them saying don't move them but I don't think they read English so I need to find another box to put them in or something some way to um, <laughs> casting about some way to put them somewhere so that they will not be inadvertently remixed with the rest of the inventory it's a thing so um yeah so I'm gonna try to get organized today and do some things I also have a mani pedi very important um so thrill a minute here at first cup of coffee but I'm looking forward to getting my head back in the book I've been writing this same scene for days and I think that this particular scene I don't know if it's me or the scene that says it's not that an important scene but for whatever it's been slowing me down and I need to get past it um so one thing I'm going to talk about this week I'm going to make a concerted effort to to do an organized uh, presentation on a particular topic we'll see how that goes um but some of the gals in the faro discord hi gals were talking about goal setting and tracking word counts and so forth and how it can be too much pressure and all of this kind of thing and and I have many opinions on this topic opinions with a capital O and I have promised to to talk about it and I did not make notes so we'll see how organized I am in discussing this but I think one of the problems is that for many especially newbie writers or younger writers um, their first experience with tracking word count and going for a word count goal is NaNoWriMo it's National Novel Writing Month where you try to write 50,000 words in a month and so everybody does the math and figures out month of November is 30 days 
if I'm going to write 50,000 words in 30 days, then I need to write 1,667. It's rounded up to make my 50,000 words. And it's, it's pretty brutal, um, especially if it's not something that you've been doing before. And there are a lot of aspects to this that I really, um, I think NaNoWriMo is good for one thing one thing and one thing only and that is building a writing habit it does start it does teach people to write every day which i do think is an invaluable habit to build but i think it also encourages a lot of negative things uh one thing is is it brings competition into creativity which i think kills creativity i think it creates pressure which is not good for anybody. It creates stress and it creates an unhealthy relationship with striving for word count in part because it's a competition. Um, you know, you try to win. Uh, it's, it, you know, it was, it was created by a guy and it's a very boy setup. And I don't think that, uh, everybody benefits from this idea of competition. You know, and yes, we're a capitalist society and oh yes, team sports are amazing. What the fuck ever. Um, I, I just don't believe those things, uh, especially when it comes to something like a creative effort. Um, I, and I don't participate in part because I don't, um, I don't like the competition. I don't think it's good for me and I don't think it's good for the other people. And, and sometimes people have become upset with me about this because, you know, like I've discovered, and we're going to talk about these metrics because I keep extensive spreadsheets on what I do. And I have found that my average word count per month is 40,000. And that is an absolute average, which means that like, well, let's see my lowest word count months ever since ever. Sometimes I lapse into eighties lingo and I don't know why I've been tracking since 2012, only the last three months of 2012. But in all of that time, my lowest month ever was 5,648 words. And that was because that was August of 2019 when I went to RWA and San Diego comic con and Worldcon and traveled around Dublin for a couple of, or was in Dublin for a week and traveled around Ireland for another week. And I simply did not try to write that month. So it was like little things that I needed to get done were the only things. Um, highest word count month ever. Let's see. It's going to be in December, 2015, I did 74,149 words. So that average over the monthly average over all the years coming out at 40,000. There are many months where I've done over 50,000 words in a month. Um, let's start getting a little bit of overcast here, kind of darkened up on the video. Um, I lost my train of thought. The darkness robbed me of thought. So, people do these things where they do teams for NaNoWriMo and they're like, you could really help our team. And that's like, no, I don't feel like that's helpful of me. 
have a big flock of ravens going ahead overhead very busy the desert ravens so at the same time I do believe in building the daily writing habit and I do believe in setting a word count goal but with many caveats and that's kind of why I have opinions but the first thing that I want to introduce you all to is the idea of simply tracking your time. Um, so my virus protection will automatically renew in three days but until then I'm going to be getting these expiration buttons. It's like it's already told me I'm set up to automatically renew and yet it's going to remind me 17 times a day that it's going to expire. I should just go ahead and renew it now but I feel like that's capitulating. Okay so anyway when I talk about that I've only been tracking my account since 2012 I have been doing I was doing a number of things before that but so far as preserving a record I really did start tracking my daily weekly and monthly word count in 2012 before that I definitely had word count goals but the tracking is the most important part because you can learn about yourself. You guys know that my mantra is figure out what your process is and own it right by tracking what you actually do that is figuring out what your process is by studying that data and learning from it you are owning your process and then you can get into the predictive aspect later. So the important thing here is is that you want to approach this with a sense of curiosity and compassion. think of it as being a field scientist. So you guys know that I come out of a biology background. I spent plenty of time in the field observing and in the lab observing various kinds of animal behaviors and so forth. So if you imagine that you are a scientist observing the writer in the wild who is also you that a field scientist doesn't go out and with judgment in her heart right. So let's say that a field scientist is going out to observe the habits of arctic foxes and she has her motion sensitive cameras and she has her long distance scopes and she watches and she notes their periods of activity that they seem to sleep at this time and that they tend to be probably crepuscular right active in the mornings and the evenings uh, that they sleep again during the day. Uh, that they tend to play at certain times of the day. Maybe she's gone in and tagged some of the animals so that she can recognize individuals and she may note she's going to have a spread of activity right. Some individuals are going to be in the den sleeping more often than others. Um, She's going to have some that are more active and she might be able to correlate that with age or with gender um, any of these things. I guess with animals we probably still say sex but whatever. Uh, 
she may find correlations, but she's not going to be judgmental, right? It's not going to be like, oh, that fox is lazy, number 21B, uh, because he is always in the den sleeping. He sleeps two more hours on average than the other foxes. There's no judgment. It's a, it's a data point, right? And that's how I want you all to start to approach this. I think that it's tremendously worthwhile to observe your own behavior as a creative, but as a field scientist, see, see what you can do, see what you actually do when you are not pushing yourself into a forced competition like NaNoWriMo. And we'll talk about this more tomorrow, what you can learn from it. But for now, I want you to sit with that idea that you are simply learning what your process is. And I am still learning. I have got, you know, what, almost 10 years of data here, and I am still learning things about how I work and what my oscillations of activity are and what affects them. So we're going to embark on a, uh, a field study, the writer in her natural habitat. All right. On that note, I will remind you all that first cup of coffee is part of the frolic media podcast network, and you will find more podcasts you love at frolic.media slash podcasts. And I will talk to you all tomorrow. Take care. Bye-bye.